Welcome back to the Friendly Shake on Sports podcast, where every sport gets a friendly shake, as long as we find it interesting enough. This is a big week. America's most popular sport is starting on Thursday, after months of anticipation. Yep, it's the start of September where the leaves are falling, the weather is getting colder, and most importantly, the NFL season is starting up. For our first full episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL, all of the divisions, and how we think the season is going to pan out for each and every team. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in, starting with the NFC South. Yep, this is a very interesting division. I have the Saints being the division winner, mostly because they have one of the easiest schedules in the entire league. They have a veteran QB in Derek Carr. They have offensive and defensive weapons galore. And this team is really ready to... Uh, I, I agree with you on this. They're the most well-rounded team. And like you said, the easy schedule, they don't play a single good quarterback basically all year. They play, I think it's Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins, and Matthew Stafford, and even he's still a question mark. I was going to say, I actually have the Rams losing to them this season. I mean, I don't really, I see them winning almost nine to 10 games, but because of how easy their opponents are, it could be more. Yeah, they could go on a string of wins. And yeah. you look at some of the guys they have. Chris Olave is in a second season. Who knows? He's supposed to have a breakout season. Who knows what his ceiling is going to be? It's only a second year. Alvin Kamara is missing the first three weeks, but they got Jamal Williams in the offseason. He's an incredible handcuff, and his production last year was insane. And the def- like you said, they're well-rounded overall. Their defense is probably the best defense in that division right now. Yep. I think you can also not take a chance on Michael Thomas. If he's healthy, which is a big question mark against yeah. the last couple of years, but if he's 50% of what he was back in the late 2017, 2016, 2018 years, then this team really could make some noise. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of this team making noise in the division, kind of the rest of it, I feel, is wide open right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I would put to compete. I think there's a couple of teams that can. I have the Panthers being the second team in this division and potentially actually winning the division, depending on the big question marks, which is a rookie QB and their offensive line. I mean, no offense, Bryce Young is five foot nine and he looked like five foot two during those preseason games. I mean, he was getting killed left and right. That offensive line was not helping him out. I know they had meetings. I know they're trying to protect him more, but if they want to make any future out of Bryce Young and not make it a continuation of Cam Newton, they need to fix that offensive line and get him up keep them safe yeah their whole offense is kind of a question mark too because isn't their wide receiver one i would say it's adam thielen it might be dj chark and then i don't know who else you have as a receiving option afterwards and a lot of times you balance it out with a strong rushing game but miles sanders doesn't really give me a ton of confidence if i'm a panthers fan this season yeah i think well I think you can give him confidence because of the fact he's been in the league for a couple of years. He's a really good pass blocker, which would help out as a sixth offensive lineman. But where you're really worried about him is the fact that last season was the first time in his career he hit 1,000 yards rushing, and he did it with the number one offensive line, the number one rushing attack, which Jalen Hurts. This year, he's going to have neither of those two things. So it wouldn't shock me if they were if they finished like – bottom tier with him and they get it 
and then I think Deontay Foreman's still on the team. No, it's no, no, Chaba Hubbard. Harris. Yeah, Chaba Hubbard. I mean, yeah. even he wasn't very good when CMC got hurt a couple years yeah. ago. So running, the last thing you want is Bryce Young being your number one rusher. Yeah. Well, that's why I have, uh, I've been going back and forth with the Panthers too. I've put them as my winner. I've put them as my number three. And I think right now I'm settled with them finishing below the Falcons, who I think I've started to get behind. Despite their terrible defense, they have just an, as easy a schedule as the Saints do. There's questions with Desmond Ritter at quarterback and with Kyle Pitt, sure. But Drake London, I think, is going to be on that level of Chris Olave. I agree 100% Drake London. And Bijan Robinson, too. This team last season, they were the only team in the NFL that ran it more than they threw it. They have a rookie running back. And God bless you if you picked him in fantasy because this dude is going to get offensive production. I don't know if it's going to be elite level efficiency as a rookie, but these guys have options on the offensive side of the ball, and they've shown that they can compete against good teams. They might not necessarily win, and they might still blow leads like the Chargers did a few years ago, but I like them more than the Panthers now, I think. In full honesty, though, let's be real. The Falcons know how to blow leads regardless of what defense they have. I mean, last year in closed games, they are 4-8, and eight, so it's not like they have a big leg to stand on there. And let's not even talk about the Super Bowl beforehand when they really blew. Yeah. But, yeah. The Chargers are now worse. Yeah, they're getting there, but we got we can talk about them later. Um, biggest thing, I think, I think their defense, their defense is going to take a big step forward. They got a lot of good veterans. Jesse Bates and Calais Campbell, yes, they're older, and but they're studs. I mean, Calais Campbell is going to get seven to nine sacks this season. Jesse Bates is one of the top 10 safeties in the league. And then Bud Dupree, who really got paid when he went to the Titans, I think he'll be a decent pass rusher for them. So it wouldn't shock me if that defense plays better. I mean, it has to play better than last year because they were almost in the cellar. Um, My biggest question mark is Desmond Ritter. I think this team Sam. is not going to go anywhere if the quarterback isn't very well. I I, he, I think we see him take a step forward this year. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, they're going to stack the box for B. John Robinson so early that he's going to get offensive production, but it's going to be a, he's going to be working out of his butt to well, get us rendered. This Kyle Pitts are going to have, Kyle Pitts needs to find a way to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. And all Desmond Ritter has to do is just find a way to get his two young receiving options the ball. Yeah. Even Bijan. I mean, he's yeah. a freak with the ball, passing or running. Oh, yeah. But then let's talk about the next team, which I think we can both agree here is the most boring team in that division. I, I agree with you. There's not a lot to say about, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got their Super Bowl a few years ago, and so something like this was bound to happen, especially when Tom Brady leaves you. There's not a lot there to be excited about. You can talk about the veteran defensive players that are still good, but if there's something we've learned the past couple of years in the NFL, it's not the defensive league it was in the 80s, 90s. This isn't a Broncos or Ravens caliber type defense that leads offenses to Super Bowls. It's an offense where you're hoping Mike Evans can still produce a thousand yard season and you just kind of want Richard White to turn into something. Yeah. Not saying he's not going to. It's just 
uh, no one's predicting some sort of breakout from this team. In fact, I've seen people start to doubt Mike Evans despite nine straight thousand yard years. I think they doubt Mike Evans being Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. And then there's also trade talks with Chris Godwin because I don't think he's gotten his big payday yet. I think he got franchise tagged last year Mm. to come back with Brady one more time to run it back. And that's what this team did. They went back, they paid Vita Vea, they paid um, Levante David. Yeah. And they need to pay the other stud linebacker. uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's all right. But... They need to go after the, this team is not going to go very far. I, mean, I think they struggle even against the Panthers and the Falcons. They might split a game with them, but I really do think that they're capped at about like four or five wins on the season. Yeah, I had them at going five wins to six, but... You know, personally, I think the most interesting thing about this division is the dichotomy that the Panthers and the Falcons have, at least for me, because I think they are both getting big rookies. Oh, yeah. And I think that their range of outcomes are identical. It's, and if make it or break it for them, because yeah. if those rookies do not even go, I'm not even saying tempering expectations, because their expectations are so high right now for those two rookies that I don't even know how you can even measure anything besides, like... It's first overall pick, yeah, the best player in the draft. Exactly. So you got to go 500. Anything more than that, then I you're think, correct. I think both of these teams are capable, but I see this... Going. I see the Panthers having a better chance because that defense. Now, yeah. bigger question is, can Jeremy Chin stay healthy? Can J.C. Horton stay healthy? Can Brian Burns get paid and be on the team? Yeah. Those three studs, I'm sorry. If you lose those three guys on the defensive side of the ball, this team could be in an issue where they're done. And not only that, they don't even get a first-round pick next year. Yeah. They lost that. So if I'm Panthers fans, I would be a little worrisome about that. But you need to see some promises. You need to see some. You need to see something. But I do like the coaching staff. That's another part. They probably are the best coaching staff in that division. Well, let's move on to the next division, yep. the AFC West. Probably NFC. Sorry, not AFC. NFC West. Probably, I would argue, the best division in the NFC. I would probably go from the top to bottom. Oh, from top to bottom. Yeah, that's fair. Granted, they do have the worst team in the league, and that's the Cardinals, and I want to start with them just because they're the most boring team. They're quite forgettable. Yes, they are. And let's be real, I, I have never been a fan of Kyler Murray. Ever since I saw him on the Dan Patrick show and the way he kind of silenced and did not answer questions with if he was going to baseball or football with him, I knew very early on that this guy was not the the key to it. Yes, did he put up great numbers his first couple of years? He did, but overall, I never saw it. And I think this year is another reason to basically say they've had two number one quarterbacks in five and seven years, and they're about to be on their third. But I also they lost Vance Joseph. He's no longer their DC. He's I can't recall exactly who he's off the top of my head, but he turned this defensive unit into a top ten unit several times. They no longer have him. They lost Hop, and I know that his production has gone down. But it's nice to have a guy who has. Not only that athleticism, but who's been... Consistency. In the NFL, yeah. If you need a tough catch, you need a crazy catch. You have an option to throw to. He was the guy. And I know we have Hale Murray from a couple years ago, which was impressive. But uh, let's switch to the team that we all think is going to win that division and be a Super Bowl contender with the 49ers. Oh, yeah. They had Mr. Irrelevant as QB last year. And it was the first time that a quarterback outside of Jimmy G were Mike Shanahan or I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan, 
had a winning record. Yeah, and you look at uh, kind of what Brock Purdy did last year, too. His QBR was way above expected, even for an average NFL starter. I think his QBR was uh, six, 67 and a half. Yeah. You throw in CMC on that team later in the season. Debo Samuel, if he stays healthy. George Kittle, if he's healthy the whole season, he's on that field, he's producing. Brendan Hayek, you have two gadget receivers there. And in my opinion, the best head coach, like you said, I, I love Kyle Shanahan as yeah. head coach. But I think a divisional title for this team is inevitable. I do think that people can compete. Other teams in this division can compete with the 49ers, but it's really hard because when you look at this team, just first of all, I love the offense. It's unorthodox. And you have this guy with this nickname that is like an insult. He's got the Tom Brady nickname from a... 20 years ago when yeah. Brady first came in and he was a seventh rounder. Yeah. But I will say that as big of an aspiration as they have, there's still some question marks to them. Health is the biggest issue. And not only that, is Nick Bosa going to be starting for them this season? See, for me, I don't think it matters much. I know that he's coming off the defensive player of the year, and I think it's going to hurt them a little bit if he's there. But even without Nick Bosa... Because he's holding out, right? Well, he hasn't held out officially yet, but they haven't gotten a contract agreement yet. So, officially, he has not been put on the pup list as of today. That could change. They could get a contract done tomorrow, and then everything's fine. But they still have Eric Armstead, and they still have, and they got Javon Hargrave. So, that interior pass rush rushing unit is going to be insane. And Fred Warner's still there. He's the best linebacker in the NFL. I agree. So, in my opinion, and you might disagree, I still think even without Nick Bosa, it's a top 10 unit. Oh, I agree. And with the dynamic offense, I don't think this team falls below the top 10 in any metric, unless Brock Purdy just decides to be terrible well, all of a sudden. outside of Brock Purdy, I'm going to say health, because they've yeah. got a lot of players that have, their, that have injury history. That's true, too. But, but based on what we've seen, I don't see them finishing. So the oh no, I think they'll easily have an, a record of like twelve and five, eleven and six, somewhere in that range. Is they're the 49ers. They're the consistency of the NFC for I don't know how long now. Coach, yeah, coach. that's he's probably the best coach in that division easily. I think he's the best coach in the NFL personally. I, I know we've talked about. That. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But let's go to the second team now. I've got Seahawks. I have the Seahawks as well. 100%. I think they were a surprise team last year. Geno Smith, I mean, let's be real. No one expected him to do what he did last year. No. He came in and owned that team right away, and he took it and he got paid, which, you know, I'm all for him doing that. I, I want him to be good because it's better when the Seahawks are kind of good. I mean, they're one of those underdog teams, but they have that blue chip attitude that you usually see in the northeastern team yeah not on the west coast i think it speaks a lot to to the consistency of pete carroll's coaching yeah but that 11th man i i've never been to a seahawks game i don't really oh, want to go to a seahawks game because i'm a packer fan and <laughs> I, i'm still butthurt about the 2014 nfc championship game and the fail mary but i do think he's done great things for the quarterbacks there and then on top of that they haven't really changed much when it comes to the offensive side of the ball you have your two reliable guys that you've had the past few years in dk metcalf and um wow what's his name power Lockett. tyler lockett and then 
they added uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So. Who's on the injured list, I think, for the first couple weeks. He might. Okay, he'll be there. Yeah, in the season. he'll be a slot guy. I, I kind of think of him kind of like a young Doug Baldwin a little bit. Yeah. Oh, God, he was nasty. Yeah. He was one of my favorite guys to draft late in fantasy leagues, and he always did great things. But then they have defensive players returning, too, this year. Jordan Brooks and Jamal Adams are both supposed to be back. And you do wonder about uh, Kenneth Walker a little bit. I but, think he'll be fine. I think so. He's a stud. I mean, they, them getting him was Marshall Lynch level running again, like which is what Pete Carroll loves. He loves. He's an old school coach where he loves great defense and running. The quarterback plays the West Coast scheme where it's short passing and the running down people's throat. And if you've got a good running back, you can go very far in this league. I don't care what people say about running backs. They're still important. Yeah. You need a good running game to make your quarterback's life easier. Well, and they got that one in the draft, too, Charbonnet. That's true. They do have yeah. them, too. But uh, and I like, so we'll probably talk about them a little briefly later. Yeah. But the other team, uh, about a week ago, I thought they might have competed for the second spot in this division before Cooper Cup got injured. Yeah, that hurts big time. I mean... Losing him and comes back. It, yeah, that you know, it's very similar to John Carlos Santa with the Yankees. You know, once you tear your hamstring once, it's liable to keep happening over and over again. And I know he just saw a specialist, but hamstrings are tricky, man. I mean, did you see any news too? Because he went to the doctor. Not yet. They still haven't said anything, but more than likely, he's going to miss week one at this moment. I mean, it could change, but I don't think they're going to play still. Yeah, hamstrings are easy four to six weeks. You got to be tricky with those because if you're not, yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's not really. Got him in the second round. It wasn't terrible. That's fair. That's fair. But I think um, overall, this team is reliant on a lot of veteran players. And let's, I'll be honest, if they didn't win that Super Bowl against the Bengals, Everything they did was a failure going forward. 100%. Good the free fact they won the Super Bowl means they it can take matter. three to five years of bad seasons now because you can say you put it all in the bag and you won it. Yeah. Like, I don't think they have a first-round pick until 2026. I think I do think that's the year, which is coming faster than we think. It feels like yesterday when 2020 was the thing. Exactly. The other thing is, though, they still have Aaron Donald, and I know they have basically nobody else at defense right now. Everybody else, Jalen Ramsey's gone. Yeah. I mean, this defense that won you a lot of games is no longer the same defense. That's pretty elite secondary where the yeah. guys made names for themselves. They're all gone, yeah. having thought they were worth something. And some of them panned out, some didn't. But Aaron Donald wins you a couple games, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, if Stafford's not healthy, watch out for Stenson Bennett. He might you, you like him? I like him a little bit from the first two games of preseason. That second game where he kind of threw a lot of interceptions and I don't want to talk about the third game because I think it was really bad but you know what if Stafford's hurt or he's not good enough for and they're in a really bad record I think you just throw out Bennett and see what you got with them fair what do you think about Cam Akers I think he has a lot of potential to be good at running back but I mean yeah I feel like he was just good He's a decent running back. He's an NFL player. Granted, that second half was impressive. What he did in the second they half of this season. They lost Cooper Cup. Yeah. Matthew Stafford was injured. They had no other option. That team was just not fun to watch last year. It wasn't. They were all over the place. I think they dreadful. With Matthew Stafford coming back healthy, I do think they take a big hop because I do think that Matthew Stafford, even going to the Rams, was an underrated quarterback. Even after winning the Super Bowl, was still a little disrespectful. Well, 
I think he makes Van Jefferson a good wide receiver. Oh, I agree. But he makes everyone else good yeah. because he's Cape so damn good himself. But if Cooper Cup's there, this team wins a lot more games than if he's not. Well, yes, I think they have they, they need the trifecta. Stafford yeah. healthy, Cooper Cup healthy, Aaron Donald healthy. If those three guys are healthy, you have a team. They have a team, but I don't see them making the playoffs. Right now, with too many injury questions, I do think they mess out. I think that if this hamstring re-injury didn't happen to Cup, I I think I they only, might have had a shot. Maybe I still only saw them winning six or seven games. This team is just not fun to watch. It's not. It's good. a weaker NFC. It exactly. I think if this team was in the AFC, no yeah. way would we be talking about them anywhere close to the playoffs. No, absolutely. Because it's the NFC, they can make the playoffs at seven and nine. Yeah. All right. Let's go into the rest of the NFC East. Yeah, let's hit the NFC East. The NFC East. So. Again, I do think that up to, up and down, the NFC West is better. But I also think the best team in the NFL this next year is in this division. And I think Huston 100% agrees that it's the best NFC team. Oh, yeah. Listen, Jalen Hurts surprised a lot of people last year with what he did. Yes, he made all hey. Well, let me rephrase that. With what he did two years ago, yes. yes, he got destroyed by the Buccaneers in that playoff game. But they made a lot of great strides. And I think the biggest thing that helped him out was the Stefan Diggs effect, where the Eagles basically said, all right, we got this quarterback here. Let's see what he can do with the number one wide receiver. They went after and got A.J. Brown. They drafted Devontae Smith. And they basically said, we gave you two studs at wide receiver. If you can't make this work, then we need to get a new quarterback. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He showed them, like, you know, I got out and out wide receiver position. And he was throwing them the ball like crazy. He was running all over the place. I mean, my my opinion, he could have won MVP last year. Granted, how good Mahomes was without Tyree Kill. Jalen Hurts, easy top five QB in the league. Yeah, I agree. I think he showed himself. When being a Packer fan, I remember watching him in college his senior year, and I just I remember the throw he made. I can't remember against what team it was, but I just I never forgot who he was. You talked about when he was in college in yeah. Oklahoma. And I thought he was... Not even the title game. I forget what No, game. no, no. It was a regular... It was like a week one game. And I watched a throw by him and it was just beautifully passed. He was in the pocket and then he was maneuvered outside the pocket. He made a great throw on the run. And I just thought, this guy is an NFL caliber guy. All the projections were coming out saying that he was going to be drafted early second. And I was hoping, although Packers had Jordan Love, I wanted us to draft him in the early second. I wanted us to trade our first draw back to the early second, draft him. And... Everything that he has shown, especially if he can maintain the sort of production that he's had, yeah, there's no reason to think that he can't do what he did last season. Again, even if he loses A.J. Brown, say for even like a little bit lesser of a receiver, he can still have that elite year. I think top like, five, a top. Two. Well, you don't forget Dallas Goddard either. That's he's a top five tight end easily. Goddard helps. Yeah, and that offensive line. Too. And DeAndre Swift, I think he's. A younger version of Miles Sanders. Yeah, I actually... I actually was surprised DeAndre Swift went to the Eagles of all teams. What because, is it? Because they lost Sanders. They lost him. Big year. Yeah. I like Swift more in this offense. I do. I think he's going to be a three-down back compared to Miles Sanders, who was like a two-down back, and they kind of put in, I think, Gall I forget who they had as their third-down back, but regardless, Swift kind of makes this team even better in some ways. They can line him up in wide receiver. He's a great pass blocker. Now, the issue is, can he stay healthy? I mean, he did miss a lot of games last year, and that's one reason why the Lions got rid of him. Oh, yeah. he. But he's 
always there. He's a great mm-hmm. pass catching back, and you saw some good production. He had flashes last year, man, where Stud. he was easily one of the best top five running backs start the season last year. I agree. I, I like him a lot. And then, I mean, we've talked enough about their offense, but like their defense, they've lost stunts. They lost studs, and they basically drafted the Georgia D-line from the last three years. Exactly. Well, I mean, you lose all-pro Gardner Jones. You lose TJ Evans. They have Devon a new DC. Hargrave. They lost Hargrave. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah. they have a new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They still have their core, though. Yeah. Fletcher Cox is there. Hassan Reddick. I saw the other day reason. getting Defensive Player of the Year expectations. Yeah. I think that's a little much, personally. Yes. But he's underrated. Yeah, exactly. Very underrated. And don't forget Darius Slay, one of the best cornerbacks at 32. I mean, the yeah. guy was still keeping up. I mean, I think he had a three or four interceptions last season yeah. early on. I mean, perhaps they're cool. Yeah. You know, they've lost a piece here or there, but I still really like this team a lot. And mm-hmm. like you said, they have the entirety of the Georgia defense from the national championship. From the last two national championships. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I can't see this team not being a Super Bowl contender. Easily. They might get ousted off of some bad game or some fluke, but really, I think this team it's, has it all. It's NFC's uh, championship game for them or boss. Yeah. I, if they don't make it to the championship game, it would be, I think, a losing season for them overall. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not based on the hype, but it's more based on what they've done the last couple of years. They've made so many strides that yeah. they're getting the Kansas, City, the Kansas City Chiefs recognition now or the against- old school Patriots. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's the Cowboys, America's team. You know, uh, the fifth most popular team and the number one hated. Yeah. Both of our teams are more popular, by the way. Damn straight. Yep. But they, I have them down as a potential contender because they have talent. Oh, yeah. Dak has shown that he can be an uber productive quarterback. Oh, yeah. But he's still their biggest question. Yeah. The ceiling, I think, is hitting for Dak now. Actually, compared to what he did in his earlier years with a better offensive line, granted, C.D. Lamb is going to help him out a lot more than what he got from Amari Cooper, I think. But overall, this team is always weird because you expect so much from them, yet they kind of disappear in the biggest moment. They do. And they have the players where that just makes sense. I do feel kind of bad for their stars. They got Brandon Cooks, who's 29. So I don't understand how he's only 29 in the league. He feels like he's been in the league for 20 years. It feels like he was playing with Anquan Bolden. Right. I drafted him as a rookie thinking like, ooh, he's been in the league a couple of years. It just feels like he's a mainstay of every team in the NFL. But he also doesn't stay for the whole season. I'm trying to think of the but last time he played it. It's numbers when he's there. Yeah, he does. I think um, another guy is, I'm going to say this because I was definitely wrong on him. I was wrong on CeeDee Lamb. I didn't see it with him being the productive yeah. wide receiver. Um, I know fantasy last year had him as a second round wide receiver, and I remember telling somebody I have like it was Jerry's best decision. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm like I'm over Brugs and yeah, I remember else he picked them over. I think there was another good wide receiver. For once, he made the right decision, picked them yeah. up. I mean, but we gotta talk. We can't talk the Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, man. Sh- that was the league. Him and T.J. Watt are the faces of the NFL defense for the next five. Well, I, th- I think there's a few other guys in there as well. But, yeah, you cannot talk about the Cowboys. Like, and even Trayvon Diggs, too. They have. Yes. But Micah's way more important because if they lose Micah, 
that defense doesn't get the pressures they normally get. The secondary doesn't get those picks. Like I think Trayvon Diggs had eight interceptions last year. Yeah. I don't think he gets that two years ago. Or maybe it was two years ago. But regardless, I don't think he gets a lot of those interceptions if Micah isn't there causing problems. Yeah. And I know they also have Demarcus Lawrence there, which is another stud. Yeah. And, and But, yeah, Parsons, man, I mean, you want to talk about one of the greatest pickups Jerry Jones ever did when he traded back and got him? I remember watching that draft with you, and I saw him, and I was like, this kid is maybe the best guy coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Just because you look at his highlights yeah and it's not like you couldn't see it if you were no. watching closely it was basically it would he be like, like that when he came on the field and yeah. right away he showed it and this team does it has a little bit of a different identity there's obviously the defense kind of for the most part looks the same but now zeke is gone as well tony pollard's coming i think this team is going to be a little bit more balanced i think their record kind of matches what they did last season i think they kind of go 10 and 7 i think they struggle here and there but just the pieces they have, they have the makings of a team that should be in the playoffs. Exactly. And if they make it in the playoffs, they're going to have to go from there. I don't know if I have them going far. I don't have them going very far. But there's no reason why they shouldn't be competing in every game they play again. That includes E. I agree. But we also have to talk about Kellen Moore leaving. That's true. Him leaving yes. is going to be interesting for the first couple of weeks because if the Cowboys on offense aren't even close to what they were last year. Like, if they start out kind of slow and that defense is playing amazing, they could lose a lot of close games instead of winning them. Yeah. And as a former Packer fan, or not former Packer fan, as a diehard... Oh, wait, you're switching? Shut up. (laughs) I miss... (laughs) I will die a Packer fan. As a former person who has seen Mike McCarthy coach the Packers, he's now calling plays. And that is probably going to be the biggest hindrance for the Cowboys going into the season. And Jerry Jones is either going to have to recognize that or Mike McCarthy is going to have to fix those play calling woes. Yes. But let's move on. Yeah, Cowboys. I was about to say, speaking of coaches, let's talk about, like, you know, one of the best coaches in the NFC, really. Yeah, Brian Dayball. Yeah. Giants. I mean, let's be real. I mean, he turn that team around so quick it's I'm not as surprised I thought the Giants made the best move in getting Dayball Daniel Jones had one of his best seasons last year he finally threw 4,000 yards I mean I rushed for how many I think almost eight six seven hundred I want to say he did get hurt a couple of times yeah. running the ball I don't think as good of a runner as he is he shouldn't run the ball that much he doesn't have the stature for it and I mean, they made the playoffs going nine, seven, and one, which is pretty impressive since this previous season they were four and thirteen. So you want to talk about jumps? That is one of the biggest jumps you'll have. See, I I know that we differ a lot on this team. We, I've spoken to you about it quite a bit. I can't see this team not regress. Oh, uh, yeah, I they, think I've changed my mind a little bit on this team. They're a bubble team to me, right? But for me, I don't even see. I see them at very likely the bottom of this division. The reason being, the Giants had a negative point differential last year, as well as being 28th in expected points. So I know that Daniel Jones had this kind of breakout season, but nonetheless, their offense still was not fucking all cylinders. No. Their defense wasn't very good. They allowed a bunch of points. I remember watching them play, and I would make a bet every now and again, and I would bet on them on the spread. I think one time straight up early in the season. And then the second half of the season, it just felt like the quality 
fell off a cliff. And so going into this season, I don't feel as strongly. Their wide receiver core is not very good. They have Darius Slayton and I think his name's Isaiah Hodgkins, Hodgkins or something. Yeah. Darren Waller is going to be the main focus for the well, Saquon Bark and Saquon Barkley. If Saquon is healthy like last year, I mean, he wants to get paid, so the worst thing that can happen to him is if he has any kind of injury. Yeah. And we'll talk about the running back dispute. But he just, I just don't think this team has what it takes to even be a fringe playoff bubble team. Well, the reason I think that is because of how bad the NFC is, NFC is entirely. Oh, I don't think it matters. I think they're one of the worst teams in the NFC. I think they're a bottom five total team. And like I said, I think they're at the bottom of this division. That's just me. No, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... Listen, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a crappy season this year. Yeah. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they make the playoffs because they're kind of in that middle ground where they've got a QB and they're paying him $40 million a year, which God bless him for getting that money. But he does not deserve that. Yeah, exactly. However, he got that money. And I know the Giants were stupid and not franchise tagging him, giving him that fifth-year option. But God bless Daniel Jones for making that money. Him and Kirk Cousins, they know how to work the NFL in their way. Oh, yeah. And but, then we'll go to the last team. The, the Commanders. Whatever we call them. Yep. Uh, I hope they change their name back to the football team. Yeah, or whatever they do. I mean, this team isn't a full rebuild. I don't know if Ron Rivera's going to be the coach next year. I'm going to say this now. I think he might be gone, and uh, he might not get fired. But I don't know if he wants to be a coach for a team that is rebuilding every year. It's not like... They made great strides two years ago in 2020 where they had Montez Sweat, Chase Young, and that... Um, amazing D-line. But then last year and the year before that, it was just bad. See, I I disagree. And I think I've been someone who's had faith in this team a little bit the past few years, not expecting them to compete for a Super Bowl, even necessarily make the playoffs. Obviously, it's felt like they've been in rebuild mode since we were little. Yeah. This team has made... Since RG3s. Yeah. But this team has... Players, Terry McLaurin is a certified stud. He's not had good quarterbacks at all, yet he still manages to get a thousand yard games and toast top cornerbacks in the league. On top of that, they have Eric Bieniemy as they're off Mister Intensity. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> crazy what he's going to do for for Scary Terry and for Yahan Dodson. Yeah, but my favorite thing that I noticed as well is. Despite missing Chase Young for a lot of last year, they were fit in expected points against. That is impressive. So they have pieces there. Oh, They are there. I agree they have pieces there. And I think, I don't know why they were at the bottom of the division last year with all of this alleged quarterback. Well, they have Sam Howell now. And he's starting to show some eyes, and I think, They've got a lot of weapons around him to make him at least look good. I see. He could be very. Farrell might be gone, man. Yeah. So he's really talked him up. I feel exactly. I but even with Howell, I feel like for me, I think the Commanders win more games than the Jets. I believe in this team. I believe in Chase Young. I believe in Scary. Do you think Chase Young's going to be on this team the whole season, or do you well, think he's according to the EPA last year, it doesn't matter because the great. defense overall. And I do believe this. I think the defense overall is one of the better defensive units in. The- oh yeah, I think they have a top five defensive line. Yeah, easily a top five defense. It's young for one thing. I mean, yeah. that matters in the NFL. If you get a young defensive line that can get at the quarterback, they got to keep their core together. Yeah, yeah. and I think 
It'll be interesting to see what happens. Chase Young, I think, will be gone by the end of the season. Then. That's fair. Let's go into the last NFC division here. My favorite. Oh, God. The best one. The most historic. All right, all right, all right. I know well, that. We, we can start with the team that I think um, has probably the highest chance. But I think in terms of whoever wins this division, I'm kind of in the gray area on mm-hmm. a lot of different teams here. Yeah, so... The team that has the most expectation is the Vikings. I picked I've picked them to win the division because they've got the greatest player in the NFL outside of Patrick Holmes and Justin Jefferson, Jay Jetta. As long as he's on that team, they're gonna win a lot of games. I mean, that guy is a difference maker. Even when he's not catching balls, teams have to put two to three people on him. It's the closest I think I remember to seeing Randy Moss play. Yeah. I, Randy Moss played, it was the same thing, except for Darrell Revis who was the only one able to keep up with them, you always had two people on him, and you needed both guys. Yeah. And you needed a decent pass rush to at least stop Jay Jetta from getting the ball. Yeah. Oh, I, I've said it before, too. I believe the best wide receiver we've seen play in our lifetime, uh, at least consistently on a weekly basis, as we're maybe a little too young to see Jerry Rice play, was Calvin Johnson. And... This man has me thinking back to when he was playing for the line. But on top of that, the Vikings have Hawkins. Kirk Cousins is the most hated and crapped on quarterback in the NFL, but he's put up production since he was on. Oh, yeah. He's underrated. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is underrated. Now, if you told me, I actually would have taken this bet, but Kirk Cousins and RG3 were drafted at the same time. I'm not shocked that Kirk Cousins is still playing because he's a different kind of quarterback. He's more of a pocket passer. But the numbers he's been putting up since he was with the Commanders slash Redskins back then to when he's with the Vikings, I would take those numbers. There's at least 10 teams in the NFL that would take those numbers right now, and they would probably be a playoff team or close to it. I am curious to see, though, how Alexander Madison is going to do as a starter on this team. I think he's going to be fine because he's been doing it already for him. He's been really good as a backup, but as a starter, I haven't seen that production yet. And I drafted him in one of my fantasy leagues, so I believe that he can do it as well. But I am curious to see what he does as the workhorse. But I keep going back and forth whether or not he's going to win or not. Last season, these guys were 11-0 and at one score game. I don't think that's going to happen again. And exactly. So the question is, can they repeat that? They were 3-2 and two against playoff teams, too. They can beat good teams with this team. They can. But I do see a bit of a regression, so it's hard for me to clearly say they're going to be a winner. Yeah. I think I leave them there for now. It helps that they're in the NFC. Yeah. And it also helps they're in the NFC North, Yeah, where I don't know if I really see two teams coming out of there. I could see three. That's the thing. Well, maybe. Who would you? Who would be your second team? My second team, I'm going to have to pick the Lions. Lion? I think they've got the other picks, and since we're already talking about them, we'll just go straight into them. Yeah. They've got probably the closest def- second-best defense player in Aiden Hutchinson, I think. I think he's going to make huge strides this season and give Micah Parsons and some of those other guys a run for their money in Damn, that's a big... I think he's that good. I mean, I was surprised the Lions got him. Last year, I thought he was going to go to Jacksonville. Well, I mean, they kind of surprised that pick. Yeah. No, no, the Jacksonville screwed that up. Oh, Jacksonville screwed me. Yeah, they took the other guy from Georgia. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, 
I have like major aspirations because I've seen this kid play in Michigan, man. And you know what? He looked NFL ready from the beginning. Really? Oh, yeah. He was dominating teams left and right that year when he was a super senior because of COVID. That whole team, too. Amon Ross St. Brown. I think people. That's really good. It feels like this team made Sam Laporta as well. Shoulder alone. Oh, that's because of Dan Campbell. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. I mean, also, you look, you do look at Amon Ross St. Brown and his brother, Aquilinius. Uh, as much as I was hoping he'd pan out as a backer. But this team just, it feels like they're often overlooked. Amon Ra hasn't been talked about, a top five guy. I've liked him the past couple of years. I mean, is it his third year? It's his third or fourth year. I've liked him since he came in. Amon Ra? Yeah. Yeah, and I think he's, he's quietly being really good. Yeah, he's he will get targets for days. And he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But they also have maybe one of the more exciting rookies with Jameer Gibbs. I had sold on him. Neither am I. But they all have David Montgomery. Who I'm not also sold on. I thought he was good. And the Bears letting go of him, it kind of confused me. So I think they have this really interesting dynamic offense now that people aren't used to seeing from the Lions. On top of that, they have that offensive line still led by Frank Ragnett, I believe. And Penny Sewell. Yeah, for Penny Sewell. Yeah, I mean, geez. They, they, it's just a balanced team. Uh, but, oh, and on top, I totally forgot, they got Gunnar Jones. That's true. They needed him yeah. because their passing defense has got awful last year. So I don't, I mean, I like. They're my second playoff team. They're my sleeper team to make it in if three teams don't make it out of the West. If two teams. Don't make it out of West because the Seahawks are the other fringe team, as we talked about earlier, that yeah. maybe be a playoff team. Um, they're well, with I've me. Got a surprise team here. Big surprise for if you, me. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's talk about them last just so you can get more time. <laughs> Let's talk about the Bears. I mean, I hate them. I figured as much, but I am not a believer in Fields yet. I don't think he has that effect. I want to be wrong on him. But it's really hard when he came from Ohio State. And can you name an Ohio State quarterback that was actually good in the NFL? Well, Bears fans would say Justin Fields. Well, Bears fans are a little deluded. <laughs> he doesn't have the uh, offensive production yet. He's a great rusher. And I get he's still early in his career as a quarterback. And he got screwed over by coaches. Yeah. But for me, I don't think that that matters all that much. The offensive production has not been there. And a lot of people will say, well, they added DJ Moore. DJ Moore, we, when were we projecting? Like, it's a sixth year in the NFL. He should have had breakout you. But I think with DJ Moore, you have to remember who was his quarterbacks a lot of those years. And we're talking about Justin Fields like he's also not a good thrower. So why aren't people suddenly thinking that it's going to be a breakout for both? Well, I think it has to do with the fact that how surprising people were with his rushing ability. Because he had those games where, what, he had like three fantasy games where he scored 50 points? True, and it's game-breaking. And it's game-breaking. Yeah, exactly. Don't prepare for. Yeah, and I think the issue, though, is can he take that next step assing the ball? Yeah. Yes, we know he can run the ball. Yes, we know he can make plays with his feet and his legs all over the place. But can he make the easy, simple throws to lead a drive down the field and get third down conversions. I mean, when you're a starter and you're only throwing 2,800 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions, well, I don't think... Altogether, he's only thrown 3,200, I think, in yeah. two years. I'm sorry, but... 4,200? It might be 4,200, but 
I'm sorry, if you can't even throw 3,000 yards in this NFL, yeah. where passing is pretty much How you the easiest it's ever been. Like, defense players can't touch wide receivers. The middle of the field is wide open now. And you can't throw for at least 3,000 yards? I mean, that's a huge question mark. To I've heard people say this defense is going to be better. It's hard to repeat as the worst defense in the league twice, is my response. They've added pieces. They got Yannick and Gunkway. They got TJ Edwards from Nate Edmonds. I don't think that getting a bunch of guys in their veteran years who can't seem to stay on the team long term because they aren't getting the big contracts, I don't think it's propelling you to a top half of the league defense. I think their defense is definitely improved, but I don't think they're competing for a No, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think they've got so many first-round picks, too, that yeah, honestly, they could punt this season and they would be fine. I, I do. I could see them going for another early pick. I mean, they just yeah. had the first pick. Yeah, they did, and they traded away. Yeah, which is fine. I understand that, but... I respect them doing that. They yeah. want to give Fields another year. It wasn't their guy. Yeah. They wanted. There wasn't a defensive defensive guy. It makes sense, but... I've heard a lot of they're going to be better than the Packers. And for me, while I'm not ruling that out, I just, the expectation for the Bears seems to be so high and it's unfounded for me. So let's go to your favorite team, the Packers. I'm going to let you start this one off because you and I differ on how we feel the Packers are going to be. And not because you're the emotional fan. I'm the, you know, yeah. the sane, normal person here. Well, we'll, we'll get to the Steelers later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, so let me promise. By saying that the Packers have been such a self-hating Packer. 2020 was our last good year. I wanted to get a giant sign that said that. If we were video, I would be holding that giant sign pointing that to you. Yeah. Oh, 100%. This year, I am a little bit more optimistic because we finally started the rebuild and reports of Jordan Love are either good or bad. They're a bit of both. But I have this as my surprise playoff team. And it could be a surprise divisional winner. And you heard it from me at first, because I have not heard anyone else say that at all. Now, I do think they are the third likely to do it, the least likely of the three that we've spoken of. But you look at this team, their schedule is also very, very easy, in my opinion. It is easy. I mean, I think their division plays a part in that, too. Same. And on top of that, they have a ton of second-year players, Romeo Dobbs. Christian Watson was a stud last year towards the end. Oh, yeah. And you have Sean Ryan Zach Tom on the O-line, Devonta Wyatt as a defensive lineman. That's five players you can expect to probably make a jump. Luke Musgraves at the tight end position was drafted. The biggest thing is from last year. They were projected to be a top five defense. They didn't do it at all. And now they're not being talked about. And it's a, they're a year old win. But they've got... All these guys still there. They've got the Jair Alexanders. They've got the Darnell Savages, Rashawn Darius, Devondre Campbells. They had the Kenny Clarks, the Preston Smiths. It's still there. They have to have the same unit. But I don't, you're not afraid of the Packers' defense. Because the last year, they, even the last couple years, their pass rush is there, but it's not like. Compare their defense, right? To the 49ers, to the Cowboys. No, it's certainly not the same quality. But even compared to other teams like the Giants, who have, you know, 
young players there. I, I, I don't see a scary defense when you talk about Oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about the Katan Fosh. Yeah. I just don't think they go to... That's I think they approach the top 10, and I think that their offense has enough of a jump where they will be able to win... I did have them splitting, except for the Bears. I had them splitting every division, but I only saw them winning seven games. That's, and I understand that. And I think the Rangers outcomes is probably between six and two. Yeah. I could six hold. Yeah. But I'm putting my faith in Jordan Law, I'm putting my faith in the young offensive talent to at least show up and big year for him that they should. Because he's going to get paid next year if he's good. Yeah. If he's not, he gets that fifth-year option, and he's going to get paid half as much, and then after that, he might no longer be in the league yeah. as a starter. He's one of the most interesting people to watch in this season. If you're a Packers fan, I was going to say, yeah, the Packers fan, he's really interesting. From a football perspective, the Packers are always fun to watch. I mean, even I've seen a lot of Packers games, and I will agree. Yeah, and I'm saying that Jordan Love, because of the way he's become the starter— it's a good story. It's an interesting story. Here's why I think he'll lose. And then we'll move on to the AFC. I was about to say, we do need to the, talk about the AFC. The Packers about a hollow. Year I was born. This might be the year where they no longer have a stunning quarterback. And I know that the league is sick of the Packers having. And so I think people are going to be sick. Thanks for listening to the first part of our divisional breakdown of the NFC. Stay tuned for part two where we talk more about the AFC divisions and how we think the AFC is going to pan out this season.